Good Show. Good podcast. Subscribe to podcasts of Good Show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590 The Fan. On demand. Going in for the shot. The shot is It's game day. for the Leafs and Lightning. John Tavares with a hat trick! This is the Leafs Morning Skate. Mitch Marner snaps it home! On Sportsnet 590, The Fan. All right, welcome to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Sean Mathias. Anthony Stewart, Jeff Blair. The uh, Tampa Bay Lightning play the Leafs tonight. The Tampa Bay Lightning are, hold on to your hats, 25 points ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the standings. They've had first place wrapped up, it seems, since New Year's. Uh, It's the uh, penultimate game for the Leafs. They go on from here to play the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday night. Uh, Gentlemen, uh, Tampa Bay has 60 wins. They can, if they run the table, two more games left, they can tie the NHL record for wins in a season. So, given where they are, given what they're attempting to do, given the fact that they seem to have not, they don't seem to have taken the foot off the pedal since, 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 you know, since, since clinching first place, they're seven and three in their last 10. Uh, What are we expecting tonight? Anthony. Pain? Pain. (laughs) I was talking to Ashley Docking as she was walking by, and she asked me just quickly in passing, well, what's your prediction? I said, well, I think it's going to be 5 nothing." I didn't know she was going to run right onto the air and mention that, but um, Tampa's peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. It's, it, they're going into playoffs. Um, all cylinders are firing, and Toronto's sort of going the opposite direction. So I know Toronto, they've, you know, they're, they're going into, I think, their fourth game in the last uh, six days, and... Um, you know, we we got guys that are, you know, battling some injuries, some guys coming back into the lineup and some young guys inserting. So they're sort of going, trending in that wrong direction. And at this point of the season, you want you want to have all those silly, you want to have all those, you know, T's dotted and those I's crossed going into the playoffs. So, again, I, I don't really think they're prepared for tonight's game. But, again, the game is not one on paper, so we'll see how it goes. But um, I I could see it. You know, getting ugly early, especially the way that Toronto's been starting as of late. I think last game they had uh, three shots in the first period. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially when, you know, you're starting your backup goalie, you think that they'd come out firing where you have 30 shots, you know, in that first period like they did in the third against Chicago a couple weeks ago. So it could get ugly early, and it's going to come down to the start, in my opinion. Their goal differential, Tampa Bay's is plus 98. Toronto's is plus 38. Sean, are they that much better than Toronto? That is staggering. Yeah, they've had an amazing season. I mean, just the fact that they're going for the uh, NHL record. Like Anthony said, they're peaking at the right time. That's what you want to be doing. Leafs have had their struggles the last few weeks. We've talked about it quite a bit on here. But it's pretty amazing the season they've had. Kucherov to have 125 points. I mean, when was the last time we saw that? Like Joe Thornton? What would you do with 125 points? I think I don't have 125 points in my career. (laughs) It's insane. It's actually insane to see like Braden Point, 90, 92 points, Stamkos, 95. That's He's never been around that before. So it's been an amazing season for them. It'll be a tough game tonight for the Leafs. But this is a game, too. If I mean, they're going to play hard. They're going for that record. The Leafs can get this one. That will give them some confidence heading into the playoffs. What did you see in that uh, the loss to Carolina? 
after you know after beating the Islanders on the island, and again the Islanders were uh, the Islanders were flat. We can we can all agree with that. But credit the Leafs. I mean, they did what they had to do. They they probably played one of their most complete games of the year in terms of being effective in three zones. Then they come out against Carolina, and Carolina has a lot to play for, admittedly. But like three shots in the first half of the game, or whatever the hell it was, two just awful goals by Garrett Sparks. There's allowed by Garrett Sparks. There's no other. There's no other way. You're laughing. There's no other way to put it. I kind of thought the win over... I wouldn't say that beating the Islanders was a sign that everything was going to be right, but it can't be that hard. Even though it's the second half of back-to-back, Sean, it can't be that hard to carry over that good performance from the island home against Carolina. Well, I think they just clinched, and uh, they're probably happy, and their minds probably wandered a little bit. They didn't. They took their focus, their foot off the gas pedal a little bit here. So, I mean... They clinched playoffs. They probably started thinking a little bit too much about Boston and all that. So maybe they, I'm not trying to make an excuse, but it is a back-to-back. You expect mm-hmm. a better effort. Um, but the bright side is they've clinched the playoff spot and they're going to playoffs and uh, fans get to see playoff hockey once again this season. So I think they're probably a little bit in load management mode. Load uh, mm-hmm. mode. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see a guy like Rosen. He went from nine minutes uh, against the Islanders. He played, you know, 18-23 yep. against Carolina. Same thing with Dermott. I think he went from 15 and a half. To 20. So I think mm-hmm. they're, you know, maybe taking a little bit of a step back, but, you know, that could come back to bite you because, you know, you, you can't stagger in. You can't stagger to the finish line and then expect to turn it on. So I think maybe they're doing a little bit of that rope a dope, uh, you know, method where they're just going to take a step back and think that they're going to come in and turn it on for the playoffs. But Boy, I hope that's what against doing. Boston, it, it, it's tough because they can skate with you, they can score with you, their power plays, you know, can you know keep up with yours. So it's going to be interesting to see you know how it pans out. They were also playing a Carolina team that's hungry right now, trying to fight for their life. So two different teams, two different mentalities. One team just clinched the night before; they're all pumped up, tired from a game, traveling, and then they're playing a team that's hungry that needs these points. So I mean. It was kind of the perfect storm for the Leafs. Where, when have you seen a team come in, you know, they put a schlacking and, and they get all three stars in a game. So, like, no one really stepped up, mm-hmm. right? It, usually, you know, it's the goalie or, you know, uh, you know, one of the forwards has a big game. But they just almost said, you know what, we're going to take the L, look forward to Tampa Bay and hopefully uh, bring, in, bring it, uh, you know, in a couple days. That That's what, what concerned me about that game is um, t- second half of the back-to-back, you've clinched. You're playing a team that is fighting for its playoff life. That's the type of game where I I need my third or fourth line guys to step up. I need my fourth, fifth, sixth defenseman to step up. I, my backup goalie has to. I just, I need that. I need my depth in a game like that because I can't always rely on my top line. And that's the thing that really concerned me is I thought it was the third and fourth lines were really ineffective. Top two lines weren't great. But the third and fourth line didn't give the Leafs what they needed in that night. And yeah. they played more minutes, too. Yeah, but and they the played same, more yeah, minutes, right. at the right. same time, you know, Carolina, I think that's part of the reason why they, you know, they jumped from 27th back into the playoff race because they had that depth where they had guys that can step in and skate and do something, okay? when you're mm-hmm. when, Obviously, you're not going to be scoring every night, but you got to bring something to the table, you know? They have a lot of people contributing. You know, man. Andre they always really talks do. about bringing that heaviness and, and doing something. So I was a guy when I wasn't going... Uh, you know, I was fighting for my, you know, position in the lineup. I had to do something. I had to go out. I had to go out, lay a big hit, go out, fight. I had to do something because if at the end of the day I had zeros across the board, I'm coming out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. So 
Again, there's a lot of players here that are in and out of the lineup on that third, fourth line, but they're not really getting the message to step up and do something. I know Tyler Ennis really, uh, you know, he had a hat trick, you know, a couple weeks ago, but he wasn't really rewarded with that, you know, by getting out of the lineup, you know, a couple games. So I think you've got to really throw rewards for that third and fourth line to have a reason to step up because when you're not going, well, we'll just wait for JT or Marner to step up and have a big game to, you know, carry the load. Yeah, it, it was... Um... I found that I found that really concerning. Uh, well, it's only three hits last game on the fourth <laughs> line, so there's a big yeah. question mark. You know what I mean? I mean, I agree totally. If you're on the fourth line, you're coming in and out of the lineup. Who's going to take that spot? You want to play in the playoffs. That's where you can make a name for yourself and and better your career. And I hate to say it, it's and I don't mean this as any disrespect to third or fourth line guys, but it's not hard to quote unquote do something in that game, is it? I mean, with all due respect, it's not. No, throw a hit. Run, yeah, run around, throw a hit, forecheck hard. Team has some trouble at the lines. They've turned a lot of pucks over. Elander. Yeah. And uh <laughs> but remember when Muzzin first came? You know, he he threw, you know, above average hit, but he got a Leafs standing Nation, ovation because Leafs he threw Nation a hit was, in his oh my first gosh. Game. It's uh, you know, it, it, it's the biggest hitter in the league. So I think, you know, if that's what's getting rewarded here, you got to step up and do that. Play that heavy game. It's not hard to have, you know, I was a guy that I had to have three or four hits a game to, yeah. be, to, to get into the game. You had to so, get hits on the power play, yeah, apparently, or in the penalty yeah. kill, apparently. Do a courtesy face wash just to let everyone know that you're, that you're involved. You know, as they say, fake it till you make it. So I know been, everybody wants yeah. to be the goal scorer guy, but you got to do something. But they haven't been physical all season, so to think yeah. they're going to be physical the last three games of the year, I mean. But at the on. same time, the, the motto was our 100%. power play is our toughness. Mm-hmm. But, well, that's not really clicking <laughs> as of late. But I will say this. One guy I'm going to excuse from. Um, and, and if you look at his his hits in the last couple of games, Kasperi Kapanen has I, I didn't realize he had that much of a physical component to his game. And I don't know, I don't know if he does. Since that fight, he's been he, buzzing. He has been hitting in 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 both the offensive and in the defensive zone as well. It's it's been remarkable. Well, we talked about how important he is to the team. I mean, he plays with that edge. He plays, he cares. You can see it in his face. He's he's always a competitor. He's always competing out there. He's buzzing around. Now he's playing physical fights. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love the guy. He he's important to this team. he didn't have to wear team. a visor, I don't think he'd be wearing a visor. <laughs> he's a, well, I I don't know about that, but he, he's, um, he's, he is a lot. I, he's, did you wear a visor? You didn't wear a visor, did you? I didn't wear a visor either. No. Oh, still pretty. I like it. You guys heard it here. <laughs> you still have this thing about visors and goalie pads and all that. They're going to be talking about stuff. in 50 years. Back then, they didn't, like, we're talking about no helmets. They, oh, they didn't wear visors back then. The guys are going to be wearing, like, motorcycle helmets in, <laughs> in like, so, 20 years. That's a cool thing to do, though, come up and not wear a visor. Yeah. It was? Oh, yeah. I'd be terrified. In Florida, it was. An we were both in Florida. Guys would give you respect. Like, if you're in the corner and, you know, a guy gets a stick up with you and you didn't have a visor, they, they would literally apologize. Oh, sorry about that. So they would literally give you a little bit of an extra space. They wouldn't be flinging their sticks. And guys would respect you. You sound very Don Cherry-ish saying that. that Let's that go. Visors, yeah. visors have... <laughs> Where's the get off my back one from Ziggy? I like that one. You guys remember <laughs> that? You know, I don't know if you guys remember. Get off my back. <laughs> the kneeled shield. Not only was it a visor, but it was like... It was a, a plastic piece that that stuck out over your mouth as well. It was when Greg Neald was a, a real good, really good junior player. I think he lost his eye and he may have broken his jaw as well. So his dad designed this thing called mm-hmm. the Neald Shield, and guys wore it for the longest time. But it was 
I mean, there was like this little gap here. You had to you had to look at the guy and take your blade of your stick and kind of just work it in there. To I even, do remember. I think it was even Vincent Donfus had the half cage, so I think I we should bring that yeah. back. The white fight. God <laughs> no. Cage. I remember. Bring that the, back. I remember the half. I can remember guys wearing foot wearing uh, in in junior. Boy, this is aging myself. I can remember guys wearing football masks. Oh, really? Like the the two bars when they had when they had broken. It looks cool until you take a puck to the face. Wear no visor. You're like, ah. Yeah, How'd you it, it did, you get... did you take a puck or stick? For what? Teeth. My teeth? Yeah. Puck. Puck? Yeah. yeah. In practice, too. Backup goaltender. Not even our backup goaltender. Our third string day before playoffs. No way. Oh. We're doing a, like a routine like play. So yeah. like cross seam pass. He puts a stick out right to my face. Uh-oh. That's yeah, that was fun. Did you find him? There was a fine. <laughs> Uh, William Nylander has been has been absolutely torched on social media. You can't even buy a goal when he scores; it gets deleted, it gets taken away too. Crazy. Uh, well, uh, you know, and a lot of people looked at that play, and I mean, he was criticized for being lazy. I think that was one of the words Doug McLean used. You guys played; you saw that that play. Drag your foot, man! Drag your foot. It's routine. The game is so fast, and when you when you break it down to a single frame, it obviously looks. Mm-hmm. But he tried to do the courtesy stretch, but. I'm not a big fan of this video review here. Like really? that, if, if the ref can't catch it, I want to know who even sent the signal to get it looked at. That's that's. It's usually the guy in the the video room. But I don't mind video. Re- I like it. I don't mind video review for. All, and I'm a person that doesn't like video review. Period. If I had my yeah. way, there'd be none. Other than I think you review every goal. I yeah. think that should just be done automatically. But other than that, but you know, I. But to get back to Nylander, it's yeah. just a season he's been having, and. He, he literally can, he can, can't do anything right. But he right can now, wipe can he? the slate clean if he has a great playoffs. If he comes in and just starts buzzing around and he's just having a great playoff series, especially against Boston here, and helps his team, everyone's going to forget this season and he's going to be the hero again. And but he's got to do that. I mean, but are we surprised? You know, it's tough to come off the couch and step into today's NHL. It's not like it's the lockout and you know guys are training. It, it, it's the new NHL where it's young, it's fleet of foot. It's quick. It's tough to be, you know. What? So you mean those highlights we saw with him no, skiing with kids yeah, with cages on? Probably, to get the you know NHL? what he probably did? He probably filmed for two days and used two months worth of footage, right? But it, it, it's tough. I was at the BioSteel camp and just the quickness and the speed in August. Yeah. I wasn't surprised Changed. that it was. It's going to take him. It's Isn't still going to. He's not going to be William Nylander until next season after he has a full, uh, you know, summer of training. As, and coming into next season. But well, the olden days, it was like come to camp and to get ready. You now can't. it's your, you you're already buzzing. You're already you clicking. You're peaking right as soon as camp's starting. As former, players, as former players, doesn't it kind of make you happy to know, though, that a guy can't come off the couch and, and score 20 goals? Like, there really <laughs> well, is. Well, I the, played an there alumni. There really is something to be said. No, played, there's really something to be said for training camp. I played in really the is. NHL alumni game this past week, and I had Ethan Morrow on my wing and Brent Gretzky, and I had a hat trick. And I actually thought for a second that, I could come back. But Stop then that it. third period, I was so gassed. <laughs> I was like, there's not a chance. There's not a chance. I'm probably about 25, 22 and a half pounds overweight, but th- it's too quick. It's too quick. It's too fast. And if you're not training, playing at that pace, practicing at that pace every day, I don't care who you are, mm. you're not, you're not going to be up to par. Well, and, and, you know, I thought in a lot of ways that, that the, the issue, look, William Nylander is very talented, but this game and this team in particular is so fast that, and I I've been surprised how long it took him 
Uh, he still hasn't been there, to be honest. But I, I've been surprised that, that this is the way his season has gone. I was ready. I was prepared to buy into 20 games to get ready or whatever it was. Uh, but I just I haven't seen I haven't seen any improvement. You know what? His best, and I keep saying this, and I know people don't necessarily agree. His best game since he's been back have been as a center. And yeah. I still think I still think at the end of the day, and I know they've got Kadri and they've got Tavares and they got Matthews. I still think he's a center. You know what worries me most about Nylander? Every game you look at the stat sheet, there's giveaways. Every game mm-hmm. he's got a couple of them. Yeah, last twelve last we, game, yeah. Yeah, and the, he had three of them last game. He had a couple more, and then you look at a team like Carolina fighting for playoffs. Three they had giveaways. three turno three yeah. giveaways the yeah. whole game. Yeah, he, it's every night with them right now, and it's, it's kind of um, you know surprising because remember the the Detroit Red Wings Babcock teams of the past they took pride in not having giveaways. They took pride in oh, getting yeah. the puck deep and being a puck possession team. So. Um, maybe it's a little bit of lax, you know, from the coaching staff. They're maybe just taking that step back, knowing, hey, we're going to you know, do our best to turn it on, you know, when we're playing Boston. Yeah, what you're doing is not working right now, so get the puck in deep and forecheck. I mean, that, I There's played two games for games left. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Exactly. Hope for the best. <laughs> but that's not a plan. That's not a plan when, you know, you've been preparing now for how many months to play Boston. You knew you were going to be playing Boston. You got to come ready to go, and they haven't really shown. I know they had some injury problems, but – what are they really going to change? You know, somebody made this point to me uh, after the Islanders game, and, and I hadn't thought about it. They said, what aspect of the game are the least better at right now than they were at the start of the season? And we were talking. He said, where have they been coached up or whatever? What aspect of their game are they, are they better at right now than they were at the start of the season? You've got to think about it. i got nothing right now. <laughs> no, like, which... You know, defensively, um, I, where have have we seen improvement with this team? Uh, uh, maybe a little bit of better production from the fourth line, right? You no, know, Ennis. You know, he, last night's game not was was standing. Yeah, yeah. Or so again, it, it's, it sounds be. like we're you know we're we're pounding on them, but you know they've had opportunities and time to sort of correct the mistakes and correct you know the holes. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just frustrating when you see guys. Like Dougie Hamilton, you know, playing, you know, scoring last night, playing 25 minutes. You see Justin Falk, who was available. Yeah. He's played 25 minutes last night. He had five block shots. He was, you know, boxing guys out, Brett, playing that heavy Brett game. Pesci so those are guys that, you know, all those holes that they've had, though. all those holes yeah. that they've had, they've had, a, they've had an opportunity to, to address it. Yeah, and it, now we're sitting here complaining about it, and it, it's too late. So well, we have to, this is the group. We have to see what they do before now we can now, you know, start. I think the game has just gotten hard on them. We've t- I've talked about it before. It gets tougher as the season goes, and it gets a lot tougher the closer you get to playoffs, right? It's, in playoffs, it's a different monster. And the game's gotten hard on these guys, and it's that's why you're seeing the turnovers. You're not seeing those dangles because it's guys are now at that level. They're playing at a different speed than they did in mm-hmm. uh, October. It's just you're not going to see that one-on-one sweet goal too often in playoffs, right? You're going to see those ugly goals. That's why I talk about getting to those ugly areas and not playing that perimeter game. Nylander's had a tough time this year because maybe it had to do with, well, definitely had to do with missing the, the start of the season because that's when he probably would have got his feel, his, his hands feeling that speed. You know, that's when you make those plays. And now it's that time of the year where you get to those ugly areas where Matthews does a great job. That's why he's so effective out mm-hmm. there. He can score those nice goals. He's got the grid release, but he also gets those nasty areas, plants his feet, and he buries those goals almost every night. He's got one now. There, there's nobody in this team right now playing I, I don't think anyhow playing better than they were a month ago or two months ago maybe john what about tavares, tavares? john tavares i was going to say john john tavares has been 
he's been he's been fairly consistent. And he's pretty had a, he's had a pretty you know under under the radar season when you, right. you look at it. And points. he's played for a team that's had to fight hard to. They've always been kind of close some mm-hmm. years, and they've gotten in or they just missed it. So he's used to playing at that high speed, that competitive but other, style. Other than that, who's who's elevating their game? But does he get close you know to the this, Sean, Tampa, You, you, you know the Tampa's, last twenty. The last twenty is the hardest. Oh, the, that so home hard. stretch is hardest. You know, I had yeah, but somebody. You know, my gotta, one year, I had forty points, and I had one point the, the last you know twenty games of the season. So I think now with this group, it's a young group. It's a maybe it helps. It's a group a that hasn't been tested. So I think they're mm-hmm. you know as they say, the season might be a write off because. No one's been through this yet. They haven't been through this grind. You have to go through it two, three, four times to know what it takes to to get over that, you know, that last hump of the last 20 games and that round of playoffs, right? No one has really won at that level. You know, you got Ron Hainsey and a couple guys. It's also became a bit of a circus, right? You got your coach and your GM drama. When do you see that? When did you see that? Mellow drama. That was an actual drama. It was a mellow drama, soft drama. When do you ever see that? You never see that. You're in Florida. You've seen it. But in the media? (laughs) In the media? not in the media, no. I guess I uh, <laughs> and maybe it would help if they had a captain, someone in that room that well, had yeah. that responsibility. Boston's coming up, so Ziggy says they need a they need a captain to play Boston. But I don't know. Did you see the, uh, Scott Morrison did an interview with uh, Sundine Clark and Rick Vive the other day? Uh, they played it on uh, just before Hockey Central, and they discussed that topic. And all three of them said the same thing. You, know, you have leadership groups, and you know Wendell Clark made the point that. You can have a leader without a C. And I found it astounding that, that those three guys, all of whom have worn the C, basically said they didn't think it was. It's not that it wasn't that big a deal. Clearly, if someone's named a captain, it's a big deal. But they didn't think it was the type of thing that should hold this team but back. Don't, don't you remember when you know Leafs would have a bad game? They had a lot of them back in the, you know the early 2000s. And Matt Sundin would get in front of the camera. He would take all the hard questions. He would answer them, but you know, diplomatically, and he'd be honest. And that was sort of it because he was the guy facing the fire. So with but this here team you got now, you well, got, here you now got there's not a guys. unified message. The, they're mm. going to Hainsey. They're going to JT. They're going to Marner. They're not really getting the answer because they don't have that, that one leader. So that's Earth. sort of now with that uncertainty, they're getting the message mixed up. Whenever you have that captain, that one guy that's getting that message out, it sort of, you know, puts water on the fire. I mean, I remember Gilmore getting hit and Wendell Clark going in there and just beating the hell out of guys. You know what I mean? Like, he, Wendell Clark had that respect in the room. Mm-hmm. Matt Sandin had that respect. You got guys like John Tavares who has that respect. And then there's a lot of young guys. Young guys are different than probably how they played. It was an older style game then. It was a lot of older players then. Now you have all these young guys coming in. They don't know their routines. They, there's just, they're adjusting, right? You have guys coming up for the minors. They're still figuring it out. You know how it is when you get called up. You don't even know where the rink is. You got yeah. Now you have Google Maps and all that, but... I mean, there's a lot of transition there, a lot of uh, things that moving parts that would really help if they did have someone that was wearing so I said, a seat. Based on, you know, those things mm-hmm. that you just mentioned, the team's probably overachieving because, you know, but the thing is the, the bar has been set. The bar has been set with this offensive group. The bar has been set with all the big contracts they've handed out. So they have to, they have to deliver. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll, you know, again, you guys played the game. I'll bow to the, it, it is amazing how many guys have played the game. Talk about the importance of having a captain. The only people who generally don't, well, those three ex Leafs captains didn't, but the guys who've played recently, most of them say the same thing. It's like, everybody will say, well, you always have a leadership group, but at the same time, if you push them enough, they'll say, well, yeah, you do need the captain. Well, last year in Winnipeg without Blake Wheeler and I mean, Bufflin too. So like to get back to, you don't need one captain. You need a bunch of guys at leadership role. 
in Winnipeg, they had a bunch of guys that were wearing letters and some guys that weren't. I talked about Matt Hendricks, how mm-hmm. great he was in the room as well. But, I mean, there was a lot of young guys that needed a kick in the butt every now and then just to Yeah. Well, what happened pro. if you got out of line? When Buff, Buff would take your stuff and throw it in the shower. And Blake, <laughs> yeah. And Blake so. Wheeler would talk to them and help them out quite a bit. Yeah. And, and Hendricks, too. So, they, you need those veteran guys to help those young players, but it does help to have a C. Because uh, the coach can go to him, too, and give him the message to talk to the guys. Speaking of Winnipeg, before we take a break, what the hell's going on there with your guys? Closed door, never a good idea when you have a closed door meeting, the third last game of the season. I like their team, though. I mean, it's, oh, so, it's weird. So good. It's, I, their first line just really tore it up this year. They didn't have as much uh, scoring, like as much depth scoring as they did last season, but I mean, they went through it last year. They, there's some issues there, but we had a closed door meeting last year, too. No one heard about and. Look at the season they had. So, I mean. How closed was the door if everyone knows about it? Yeah. <laughs> Who's ratting them out? Well, it's pretty hard when you do it at the end. have it at Earl's. Have it at Earl's. When you do it at the end of the game, you really do have a remarkable, uh, you, have a, you have a remarkable inner map of, yeah. of, of places to, to, yeah. to dine in different cities. But uh, when you do it after the game, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to hide, to hide it. But that that team is you know you, uh, we talked to Greg Wyshynski about it. You you look at their numbers five and five in that in like the last month and a half. They're not very good. This they're, is their season. They're middle of too. the league to bottom of the league. But you see that the teams that go through the adversity and figure it out those are the teams that go for the long run. So that's why I'm worried about Tampa Bay. They they haven't had an ounce of you know controversy or adversity all year. You know their goalie went down for a bit, but then their backup stepped up and mm-hmm. won all those games. So. I honestly say, like, I, I think Tampa, they're, they're going to exit out first round. That's my opinion. My hot take for the day. Wow. Tampa is going to exit yeah. out? Wow. Oh, my God. That is a hot take. 10-26 on uh, April 4th. I almost said April Fool's. I was going to say, you know, we're going <laughs> to take a break. We're going to do offside onside. And that's our offside onside. And I, and I was on this show, and I said, Buffalo, when they had that hot start, Buffalo will not make the playoffs. Well, I remember saying that. Nobody quote, was saying unquote. Buffalo was going to make. Anyhow, we'll, we'll deal with this. That is the hottest of hot takes. Yep. The, the, you really believe the Lightning? Honestly, yeah, it's, it's tough. All right. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll deal with that. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. At least morning skate on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Do not settle. Demand. Demand. Sportsnet 590 The Fan on demand. Now back to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Offside. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Or onside. My goodness. Whose side are you on? Hey, get off my back. All right, let's go. Well... Mr. Stewart gave us this uh, for the break. I had something really uh, pithy planned about the uh, playoff format and everything. But, you know, I'm just going to let you go <laughs> with what you said because it, 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 it demands to be explained. It's Leafs Morning Skate, Jeff Blair, Anthony Stewart, Sean Mathias. Um, have at it. Continue on the same train of thought you were on, Anthony, before the break. Offside, we'll onside is, or offside, yeah. Tampa Bay... We'll lose first round playoffs. Oh, my offside! I didn't offside need to explain myself. <laughs> you are, you know what you are. You are William Nylander. Who are their potential offside. matchups? You were so <laughs> William so just by a bit. He was I'm upside by a toe, a toe cap. No, it wasn't a toe. That was the result of lazy thinking. That's what it was. The result <laughs> of lazy thinking. No, but you have to go. The Settle season, down. the season goes in ups and downs, ebbs and flows. If you're just <laughs> continually not going through any 
controversy. Kucherov didn't have one shooting slump. The power play has been all systems go. You're just a negative guy. You gotta come you down to earth. You gotta guy. come down to earth. They're um, playing Columbus, Montreal, or Carolina. Columbus and keep in would mind, be And keep in mind, who was it uh, in, in baseball a couple years ago? They uh, they had to win the last couple games to make the playoffs, and they ended up beating a top-ranked well, uh, team, right? So baseball, all these teams now, all these teams no now are fighting for their lives. Teams. You're telling me no you're going to play Columbus? Oh, come on. And you got Bobrovsky pitching shutouts the last couple Stu's nights. He's, he's I'm telling you. Pl- I'm telling you. And you said I was offside when I told you Buffalo was not making the playoffs. You said I was offside. Again, so I'm excited that's talking not about it. That Buffalo's not. I mean, that's not going out in the limb hey, saying that the Buffalo's date. not making the playoffs. April 1st. This April 4th. Give your head a shake. 10.37 a.m. Tampa Bay is not uh, not coming out of the first round. Who's going to beat him? What's the, uh, what else you got? Carey, is Carey Price going to beat him? Exactly. That's What is the number one factor going into playoffs? It's not your power team. play. It's not your top scores. It's your depth and your goaltending. And look at the goaltending that uh, they potentially will be facing and how they've been playing the last two weeks, last three weeks of the season. Well, I, 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 unfortunately, I saw a bit of that Columbus-Boston game, so my, my opinion of the Columbus the Blue take, Jackets. Though. Oh, they've been scoring so many goals all season. <laughs> uh, it's just going to – the well's drying up. It's just done. So there Controversy. you, you got to have adversity. you got to learn to come together as a team, but it's all – Could you not kind of say the last few years, like with the team they've had not winning – it's kind of like yeah, that. they are. They are. They do. They okay. really well, are. Do. I'll be here to defend my uh, decision and my uh, my opinion. I hope I'm on this episode with you, and they get past the first. <laughs> Let's round. have a roundtable. We'll have <laughs> Devo Ziggy. Their goal differential <laughs> is 98. Oh, it's 98. It's regular season playoffs. I had to listen to this my first year pro. He drove me to rink, and like this is some of the things <laughs> I would have to listen to him. What was I saying? We're going to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you ever say that? I thought we were making the playoffs. We had a pretty good team. So it was close again, you always year. think you're going to make the playoffs. I think it came down to the last couple of games. We needed to It was win like two points. Yeah, we had to win a game in Buffalo, and Vokun uh, didn't have a great game. Ooh. Do you remember uh, him getting his pads kicked to, after the game by the coach? I won't say who. Well, that's – Which coach who. would that be? Who was it? Who was it? <laughs> Google's your friend. <laughs> um, so what's your opinion on it, honestly? Do you, do you think there's a 0% chance that Tampa Bay – Loses first round. I don't think any of those three teams beats Tampa Bay. Um, I am. Le- well, I mean, the only thing I will say is Carey Price, right? Well, what if Carey Price stands on his head? I But Tampa's so good. And their goaltending's good, too. Yeah, I don't know. I said what I said. Get off my back. I find it hard to believe that a team would be that good in the regular season. And then now, second round. They get some second round matchups that are that are really tough. Like, and and that kind of leads me to my next point. I was going to talk about the playoff format. Um, you know, everybody in Toronto is, is up in arms because the Leafs are going to finish with the fifth best record in the NHL, and their reward's going to be playing the Boston Bruins. And that has led to a lot of talk about um, you know reworking the playoff format. Apparently, it'll, it'll stay in place this year for one more year. Um, or I should say next year for one more year, and then it'll be looked at again. Um, but here's the thing. Nobody is ever going to be happy with your playoff format. And the only thing I could see is if you want to blow up the division setup and just go two conferences, top eight advance, uh, one plays eight, two, that, that's fine. Have at it. But as long as you've got a division format, I think you have to do this. You know, and I, I don't know. I kind of like 
I kind of like the format right now, the way it is. The hockey's been exciting. You've got two games left in the regular season. We don't know who's going to be in the eighth and seventh spot in one conference. The other conference, we, we know who's going to be in the playoffs, but you really don't know who's going to be going to be playing anybody yet. I don't know. I mean, I, as a player, I like might not it. like it, but as like for promotional and marketing, I mean, it's really ramping up this series between yeah. Boston and Toronto. It's going to make it a lot more fun that way. I mean, all the fans are buzzing around the city, already know who they're playing. Boston knows who they're playing. It's, yeah, it is good for the game. I'm that not way. a big fan of it, but why not do a one through 16 seating? Why not start getting teams like San Jose on the map, start playing in Eastern Conference times, Eastern time zones? Yeah, but then you could have Vancouver fly so all the way to Florida. So I know for a TV, Florida. it might be a nightmare for TV and a nightmare, um, you know, logistically. So why not go two Ooh. games home, three on the road, two? And Tampa's so also going to lose first you know, round. Brent Burns. You only get to <laughs> see Brent Burns a couple times a year on the East Coast. Why not now? You really want to grow the game. Let's get the West and the East, East and the West, so you can now really see these players. Why not? Let's How just amazing let all 30 teams if, in, too. Uh, you know, next year, um, See that? But you that... know, Toronto finishes second, and they ended up playing, uh, you know, Connor McDavid in the first round. Imagine that for the you ratings. Know, you know one thing I don't travel. get? And you guys can travel. You, you guys you can love address the road. You're a road warrior, so you love you the road. So what's Van- wrong with the travel? Yeah, Vancouver's going to fly to Florida and, like, come on. You, well, if they're playing for three games, they're there for a week. Why not? If you go 2-3-2. Two, three, two, two. The only way two, you could do it is 2-3-2. Yeah. Two, two. And I actually, like, I'm a baseball, I'm a big fan of the 2-3-2 two, two format. I I really am. Um, but here's the thing that I can't get over, though. You know, Steven Stamkos is very public in saying the system needs to be overhauled and all that. All you're doing, when, when players say stuff like, all they're doing is giving management and ownership something to hammer them with in the next CBA. Like, I don't, under, I don't understand that. Why should the players care what the playoff format is? You're getting your money. You know, why should the players care what the playoff Well, maybe is? it's a ploy because they give up that concession to get something else. So maybe he's just doing that as a, as a ploy. But, again, I think the players really don't care, but um, it's it's tough. It's tough. They definitely uh, it, care. I mean, Marshawn yeah, came out and talked yeah, about it Yeah, but well. it's tough well, they to do get care. Up. Yeah, I'm not doubting but that I they care. But I think that's partly part of why, you know, the Leafs have been a little bit uh, complacent as of late because they know they've been playing. They know they're going to be playing Boston, so they're just getting ready. They're just maybe, okay, you know what, we got this heavy series coming up against Boston. Let's take a couple games back. Mm. Let's manage some guys' minutes, get ready for Boston. But Maybe now, if you know you might be playing Columbus weeks. or Tampa, you have to stay on your toes and your P's and Q's to get prepared for these, you know, potentially you don't know who the, uh, you know, the opponent's yeah. going to be. So I think when you know, I don't like that fact that you know who you're going to play So uh, with so many games left in the season. I think it's, that's not uh, a positive in this format. Yeah, I, I, you know, the, the logic behind this format was that in creating the divisions, you would sort of, you, you would prime some rivalries and I, I i'm wondering now if like i don't know if rivalries are that big a deal in sports you know you think of the way you watch hockey we can watch any game we, i'm a blackhawks fan i can watch any black i can watch every blackhawks game this year if, if i want it's not like you're seeing colorado and detroit like back in the day where they're all fighting but when and, rivalry yeah. and that was and but, rivalries but, are gone because that part of the game is, exactly. is coming out of the game. So it, it's not like, yeah, we hate those guys, but you know, we're still going to go for a beer after. Whereas back in the day, when you really hated a team, you know, you were coming you over the top them. ropes yeah. to really you know, get many, some guys. Yeah. How many rivalries are there where, where really just pitched intense rivalries? So, and, and, you know, the other thing is, and this is also, it's also a product of fantasy sports. I mean, the way a lot of people watch. I mean, it has kind of started. Like, we, there's lots of talk with Boston and Toronto 
Winnipeg and Nashville. Like that was a heck of a series last year. And every time you go play them now, it's getting lots of TV coverage and everyone's talking about those games. And if you watch them, I mean, it might as well be a playoff but, game. Well, I was going to say, but what does that come from? It comes from the, the matchup in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the only reason that yeah. ri- that rivalry exists. So that's what I'm saying. It, it, if if you want to just go one com- one conference, one to sixteen, and everybody, and you have a balanced schedule, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. But if you're going to if you're going to have a divisional situation or a divisional setup because you want to create rivalries, and people are, people are just going to have to. People are just going to have to deal with it, but um, I like I don't I don't have any problem with this setup the way it is now. I really don't. Everybody gets screwed. It doesn't matter what the <laughs> format is. Somebody's going to get that's screwed. True. The only that's team true. that's not complaining is the team that's lifting that cup at right. the end of the season. They're the only team that won't have a problem yes. with it. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, the only team I, I I feel I feel sorrier to be honest for Tampa Bay than I do for Toronto. I mean, I really do. Because that second-round matchup that they're it's not going to get, they're not getting out of the first round anyways, right? As well, per you our don't last have to worry about them because they're not going to get out of the round. <laughs> but those of us who, you know, are... So I feel sorry for them. Those yes, of I us who are, who are firmly grounded in, in reality and realize that Tampa Bay is going to get out of the first round, I, I feel I feel sorry for them. But... Um, I, they don't get past the first round. Oh, you're going to be fired up. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm coming in. <laughs> I'm coming in like Vince McMahon coming. Down. You're gonna be you're gonna be in Ziggamanis levels if, if if that happens. Where is Ziggy? Where is he? I haven't seen him in a while. He's probably doing TV today. Yeah, that would be my guess. Um, so Showtime. We, we talked about the Lightning coming into tonight. Um, they are seven three and zero in their last ten. Uh, the Leafs are four four and two in their last ten. I think Derek. Derek, what did you say? The last five weeks they have a similar record. I'm sorry, the last five games. <laughs> pretty good. The last five games, the the, the two teams uh, have a similar record. But if you've watched them play, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? The Tampa Bay's going into the... Tampa Bay has a different mindset going into the playoffs than the Leafs have going into the playoffs. And this kind of raises this question about peaking too soon. And, you know, you talked about the year with, with, with Florida where you guys almost made the playoffs. Is there such a thing as peaking too soon? And did that did that happen during that season for you guys? Um, not necessarily the Florida season, but the Atlanta season. I think we were mm. um, we were leading our division for a while, and then I think in the last you know fifteen games, we only won two or three games. We fell completely out of it. So we went from being a division leader to not even making the playoffs. So um, a lot of teams they start really strong. You know they they don't really go through injury problems early, but then they get that adversity where they have you know they're losing man games mm-hmm. throughout the season. And you sort of tail off. But I think that's why you need that leadership group. You need those players that have been through it. And, uh, you know, that leader to sort of step up and sort of right the ship. And as you say, have that uh, closed door meetings when need be to really, you know, compete for 82 games. Because a lot of teams are built for 60, you know, 50, 60 games. But the ones that are, you know, going to host that cup that are ready, that do those 82 games, that are prepared for 82 games. So it's tough. It's a long season. Again, you got to have a proper strength coach. You got to have a good nutrition program. Teams have sleep coaches and stuff. So it's a real grind where 80 games, it's it's tough. It's tough. And it comes down to confidence. Mm-hmm. Who's the confident group? I mean, yeah. if you're playing if you're not playing good hockey leading the playoffs and you're not scoring and your stick feels doesn't feel good in your hands and everything's not clicking, you can't think it's just going to turn around game 1, but like I said, it is a different season, so you hope guys like Nylander find their games there cuz then Everyone forgets this. So 
it is different. I mean, you get a couple days, you different mindset. It is a different style of games. I like the Leafs. I mean, I said it. I said it weeks and months ago that I like them going into this series. They haven't played their best, but it is a different season. What uh, What does Jake Gardner need to do to get ready? Uh, operating under the assumption Mike Babcock has said he wants to see Gardner play in both of these games. Don't have any indication yet whether that's um, the case. But cortisone shot. <laughs> Quarter, no, he's what, what, game legs I ready think he's got to just pace himself. You don't want to come out. What should we look at for minutes? First game back, he'll start slow. <sighs> Do the Travis Dermott program give basically? Him, nah, give him 14 minutes. See how he handles it. Give him some power play time. The back, it's it's tough. It, you know, I played with Joe Duendike. You know, oh, his last year, and yes. he couldn't even tie his skates the last uh, the last couple of game. You know, the last month of this of you know before he retired. So the back is really tough. See how he handles those first couple bumps. Don't put him in any uh, high-pressure situations. Maybe a couple power play shifts here and there. Manage his minutes and really, you know, get him ready for that first round. Yeah, I agree. Start him off slow. Give him 15 minutes. Like you said, 14, 15 minutes. But the second game, I'd give him more. Get him close to 20. See how he handles that. He, uh, it's funny. I, I don't know. Brian Burke made this comment when he went down just, you know, enjoy life without Jake Gardner. And then when Jake Gardner comes back, um, you know, be thankful, be thankful that he is back. It was what we saw from this team without Jake Gardner. Was it a reminder to you guys of just the fact that he still, that he does have a role in this team? Because I think a lot of people look at Jake Gardner as the guy who's going to be gone next year. Well, yeah, I think it's almost good that, you know, you got to get used to life without Jake Gardner because he's as good as gone. And I think now with him being out, you see the, you know, the impact that he has on the lineup, you know, Mm -hmm. as, as, as much as you say, well, he's not playing good defense, this, that, and the other, he is a solid NHL defenseman. And I think with him being out, they know now that, you know, a, a guy like Dermot or Rosen aren't necessarily ready to step into that role, and they really got to go out and find another defenseman I was, to fill in that hole because 50-point defensemen, uh, they don't grow on trees, and to have that be a guy that's a secondary, you know, role player on your defense core, you, it's going to be tough to replace him. So they're, you're going to miss him when he's gone, absolutely. I was going to say it really is a reminder of what they have to replace if he goes. If he, he goes, has the money to replace him? They'll have to find it someplace. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be a the topic. cap's going up. <laughs> Barely. Not enough Not enough for these guys. The cap can't go up enough for the Leafs. Uh, that's it for Leafs Morning Skate. Again, the Lightning take on the Leafs tonight. Leafs Nation postgame with Stelic and Savard at 10 o'clock on Sportsnet 590. The fan after the Jays and Indians play the first game of their series. Speaking of which, see Kevin Barker's in studio. Time now for Baseball Central on Sportsnet 590. The fan.